I do want to make a point about not eating anything. If you do not feel like eating, don't force yourself to eat. I don't know what has got our society. We know we've just been turned around. We've been, we know we've been taught wrong for 70 years and on so many things, but we feel like we have to just, we're force feeding ourselves. I have to eat. I have to eat. I have to eat. Well, I'm telling you, thank you, grandma. Carrie and I both have plenty of body fat on us. So if you're not going to, if you're going to, you ain't going to die from skipping a meal, especially a couple meals. You skip dinner tonight, you skip breakfast tomorrow morning, meal two and meal one tomorrow. It's going to be fine. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. And in today's today's subject, I was going to say today's subject, today's topic, yeah. it's a good one because it certainly pertains to this time of the year because we are recording this about halfway through December of 2022. Uh, I know that it was cold this morning at your house, sis. And I know that during my run, it was 12 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's the middle of winter and people are getting sick. So we're going to talk to you about how to stay on track when you get sick. Recently, uh, a couple of months ago, Christy and I had a chat and she thought it was appropriate for me to be able to pick up some PRN shifts at our local um, ER. And I think it, I find that it makes me sharper, more sharp um, with code red because I'm learning some stuff that I had been out of the loop on. So that's been good. But Christy, um, as an ER nurse, uh, former ICU nurse, I am seeing a lot of RSV. I am seeing a lot of flu A, some flu B. Um, what's what's still, RSV? RSV is a respiratory illness that kids get. It's horrible. It's, it makes babies very, very sick. Um, and we're still seeing flu A. Uh, in this part of Kentucky, we're not seeing as much flu strain B, but we are seeing it. Um, and then we are still seeing COVID, of course, because COVID is an endemic not a pandemic. So we're still going to see COVID. It's still going to come and go. So we're going to, we're going to see flu A and B. We're going to see RSV in our kids. We're seeing strep and we are seeing COVID. So I think it's really important for people that are taking back their life to know what to do when you get sick. Because if you have a hundred pounds to lose, Christy, chances are in that year, you might be getting a little sniffles here or there, or you may get the flu. You may get, and the flu this year is bad, Christy. Like it's putting people down. Like healthy people are spending a couple days in bed. It's, they're really miserable. And now one thing I do want to say though, before we get started, and I'd love to have you speak to this, Christy, is that Christy Co-Red don't get sick very often. No, she don't. And I would love to talk about how you feel like the Code Red lifestyle and other things that you do keep you from contracting and dealing with a lot of illness. 
Well, I have so many questions for you. So I'm so glad we're talking about this. You're and you're the best teacher because I love the way you explain things. I know that that when Carrie came to work for Code Red, she was teaching at Western Governors and she taught at Texas A&M and she has taught various um, points during her career. And I know that when I was 15 years old, I went through the CNA program for the state of Idaho. One of the best moves I ever made. I took my entire Christmas break from school and I got my CNA license or certificate, whatever it is. And I was able to, it would provided me with employment for so many years after that. And I specifically remember my instructor from that course. And Carrie is very much like that. She's very animated and easy to learn from, not to put the pressure on her. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. And uh, with re with regard to Code Red, we get a lot of questions like this uh, all the time. People that are getting sick and they don't know, they, they don't want to get, they don't want to get off track and they don't know what to do. As far as I'm concerned, for me, for Christy, I don't like I do not remember the last time Carrie and I got the Delta variant like a year ago. And we were, you know, kind of took us out a little bit for maybe like two days. And and we kind of laughed about it a little bit of a mild headache. But I just don't get sick. I think a little bit has to do. I think a big thing has to do with that. I wash my hands all the time and not in a creepy way, not something that they're going to make a documentary out of. It's just I, I wash them all the time. And I go to the gym every day and I'm out with Hazel and I'm out in public and I'm running and we run errands together. So I am out. People are like, well, you don't have kids, Christy. That's why you don't get sick. Well, wait a minute. I get it that kids bring germs home. I, I'm not denying that, but I'm not a hermit crab. I do go out every day. We run errands and I do go to the gym, which is a nasty place. And they don't like, you know, the things that I notice people are squirting off the seats of the gym, Carrie, all the time. And I'm like, that's not the problem. The seat is not the problem. It's where your hands touch is the problem because then you end up touching your mouth and your nose and your eyes and then you get yourself sick. So I'm very aware uh, of what I'm touching and then make sure it's not touching my face and washing my hands all the time. And I think that's a big, one of the big reasons in, in addition to getting good sleep and, and hydrating and uh, just treating my body with respect and kindness with real food. And that's what I was going to mention was there are people that wash their hands all the time and still get the flu. Uh, so Christy lives a life free from processed foods, drinking a gallon of water every day, and protecting her sleep. And I think because also now that she's in maintenance, uh, she obviously is big into exercise. I am as well. And there is something to be said about that combination of things to help keep you healthy, guys. You can do everything. You can get every shot. You can wash your hands. But if you don't have baseline health mm. and you aren't at a, you aren't working towards getting to a normal weight for your size and you're not eating and drinking good food, you're just going to get sick. Now, do I have the double blind studies to back it up? No. Are they out there? Yes. Probably my my uh, my friend Robin will uh, go ahead and send me that study or my daughter, Courtney. But there are studies out there. I, I don't have them, but there are. But um, Christy's right. She washes her hands and, and that is a great thing for prevention. But Christy, if somebody is in weight loss mode, if they're doing a challenge, if they purchase one of the uh, home studies out of our out of the network, there are some things they can do to combat being sick. And what do you do about it? You know, and I think it's really important that we bring it up this time of year. 
I guess I, I guess I didn't even think about the fact that I have baseline good health because it's baseline for me. It's been so many years. It's been over 10 years that I've been living the code red lifestyle and I do protect my sleep like crazy. I do make sure that I stay hydrated. I reach for my water. Guess what? It ain't there, but my coffee's there. Mine's <laughs> out. Got her, Mine got her was water. out. I need, I was looking for somebody to refill. I was like, is there anybody home to refill this water? <laughs> it's just me. And I, I have, have coffee. I have coffee. I do have good baseline uh, health um, and, and that is a good foundation to start. And I wonder, I wonder though, you know, I've had past strep on my face. I had a really bad, um, I had MRSA on my face. One time I, I con contracted MRSA after an open, uh, after a fight in Beijing where my face opened up. Um, she split the skin of my face. And then of course we just traded fluids all night long. Her, her glove was up against her mouth to my face back and forth for 12 rounds. And I ended up getting a big, um, a big abscess that worked its way up my cheeks and into my head. And I was able to get to the emergency room and drain that abscess and take some powerful antibiotics. And, and it didn't kill me like, like MRSA can do. Um, and ever since then I've been, you know, ever since 2005, I've been really aware of washing my hands and not touching my face, but without good baseline health, I would not be as healthy as I am. Hands down. Uh, people come in all the time, Christy, short of air. We can't call it short of breath anymore because it's oh. SOB. Yeah. So they put SOA. I'm like, I'm an old nurse. I am not putting SOA. I'm putting SOB. Um, <laughs> but but people come in short of air and and they have the flu, but they're smokers. Guess what? The chance of oh, lots of smokers in Kentucky, let me tell you. Um, no. the ch Lots of vaping. I don't understand oh. this vaping thing. Yeah, it's everywhere. Every kid that comes in, like under 18, they're all vaping. I'm just really? amazed at it. Yeah, I'm going to go search Anne Marie's room after this podcast, just in case. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she's Do vaping. It. Do it. She better not. She better not be. But anyway, you have more of a, you have a higher chance of not doing well with the flu when it hits you. You have a higher chance of not you know, you have a higher chance of being hospitalized if your BMI is higher. Um, if you are eating crap food, if sugar is the main ingredient in your diet, if you're drinking sugared pop all day long, if you aren't having real protein, if your vitamin D levels are low, you're going to be in more of a trouble. And we found this with COVID is that people at the beginning of COVID before it the variants came in because the variants now are not a respecter of persons. But before the variants, we were finding the people that were getting in sick were low vitamin D. These are people that are chronically have chronic health issues. So there is something to be said about good health. But if you're in Christy's program, you already doing the right thing. So I'm proud of you. But what should you do? And Christy, the very first thing I want to talk about is not eating if you're not hungry. Now, Christy, do you remember when the kids were little? Um, that they would go, I'm sick in my tummy, mama, or they have a little snotty nose and they say, I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat. And we be, I, I remember as a young mom, I'd be like, well, you need to eat. Well, little kids are very tuned into their body. Christy is very much tuned into her body. And if your body is sending you clear signals not to eat when you are sick, for heaven's sakes, don't eat. We don't force little kids to eat chicken nuggies when they don't feel good. Why? Like it just stop, stop. If they don't feel good and they don't want to eat, stop. And you need to listen to your body. And if you don't, don't worry about your macros right now for the people that are doing, you know, a customized program, just don't eat. If you don't feel good, you're not going to die from not eating. If your body is sending you those clear signals. 
when it was, and, and that's so like, I, I love that one. Cause you, if you watch kids, they are very intuitive and they don't feel like it. And the animals, same thing. If your dog is not eating, this is not a good thing. Usually we take them right to the vet. Uh, so dogs will, they know how to let their bodies heal themselves. Kids kind of same thing, but Carrie, a big one that, that I have seen parents do in the past. Oh my gosh. What do they do? If your daughter or son has a tummy ache, what do you do? You give them some seven up, don't you? You give yeah. them some seven up at 77 grams per can. And I, I am yeah. astonished because what we know sugar feeds into disease. We know that it ages the organs. We know that it feeds into cancer. This is not controversial. So why would you give your children and an, an toxic levels of sugar when they're sick? Yeah, I, I don't understand that. And that, that, uh, segues perfectly into my next point, which is stay with the foods list. Stay with the foods list. If you don't feel good, you need to eat something. You can eat something bland like chicken breast. Okay. You can sip on some of that, but don't stray from the food list. Don't say, I don't feel good. So I'm going to go get a McDonald's egg McMuffin. Okay. Just, and, and I think our tendency is when we feel crappy is to go towards comfort foods. And it is hard. We have to tell ourselves, I don't need those foods right now. But if you stray from the list, you are going to have a tummy ache. You're not going to feel good and you're going to prolong your healing. So it's really important that if you need it, if you can't eat anything else, I'm fine with you having sugar-free jello. Um, you know, if you're really not doing well, it's something just to fill up, just to, if you're super sick, but be aware that if you eat off the list, you're not going to feel good. So I, I think that's really important. And I'm glad you brought that up, Christy, about not feeding the kids crackers and seven up. That's a great point. And so then that brings me to number three, which is, Absolutely. Even though you're not eating, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not let yourself get dehydrated, mm. dehydrated, especially if you have diarrhea, because if you're pooing a lot, you are, you are pooing out electrolytes uh, and nutrients because they're just going straight through your body. So you have to stay on top of your electrolyte balances, but you have, so you, your water needs to have electrolytes in it. And even though you don't feel like it, you need to drink your water. I was telling them today in a group, Christy, even if you get an electric kettle and fill it up with your gallon of water and heat it up and just drink your water warm with lemon or a tea bag or a little bit of, again, the hydrocharge or Ultima or whatever, just for a little bit of flavor, you, you really need to push the fluids for you because that's what happens, Christy. People get dehydrated. They feel bad. And then they make, you don't, when you aren't hydrated, we've talked about this, your brain isn't making good decisions, right? So you just get worse and worse. And that's how you end up in the ER with an IV, getting a bag of fluids, for the flu. So please stay hydrated. I don't think anything can make you go downhill quicker than diarrhea. I think if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but right. you can get sick real, real, real quick. Old people, little babies, you know, normal people, uh, real quick when there's diarrhea, like it's not good. And, and so you're losing all that fluid and you can't replenish fast enough. And so you got to stay on top of that fluid. You don't feel like it and you don't feel like eating. You don't feel like drinking, but man, that is, it can go South real quick. It can be the matter. It can be a difference between you healing yourself at home or you having to go sit seven and a half hours in the ER. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of our Christine Lazot, the gal, one of our rebels that's lost over 200 pounds. 
she was telling me that she had the flu last week and it was, it put her down good. And she said, it was tough for me to drink my water. So I'm okay if you are not able to drink your full gallon, but do the best job you can. You've got to stay hydrated. You've got to stay hydrated. It is an unnecessary ER visit. If you don't feel good, definitely go in and get help, but you can keep yourself out of uh, the hospital out of the ER by just sip, 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 sip. Um, and that brings me to point number, I don't know if we're on four or not. And that yeah, is four. bone broth, Christy. Mm. I love me some bone broth. And you can um, look up recipes on how to make this. That's fine. It's super easy to make. Um, if you feel kind of crappy, you may not want to do that. You may want to make it up ahead of time, have some in the freezer. But Christy, Kettle, is it Kettle and Fire? Yeah, Kettle and Fire, great company. They make an amazing organic bone broth. Remember that you don't want to get crap bone broth because we're actually, we're not making chicken broth. Okay. We're making bone broth. So we're boiling the bones Mm -hmm. or pressure cooking. Some people pressure cook, some people do it in the Instapot and we're getting the inside of the bones out. That's where the collagen is. That's where the nutrients are. So if, if you've got factory raised chickens and you're boiling their bones, you're getting the, all the crap that they ate out of it. So not to sound disgusting, but make sure that you have a good clean source. If you're going to make your own or buy, I mean, I don't normally recommend this, but I think organic is the best bet for this. It's up to you. It's better than not eating anything, but of course, making your own is always best, but kettle and fire makes some good bone broth. I do want to make a point about not eating anything. If you do not feel like eating, don't force yourself to eat. I don't know what has got our society. We know we've just been turned around. We've been, we know we've been taught wrong for 70 years and on so many things, but we feel like we have to just, we're force feeding ourselves. I have to eat. I have to eat. I have to eat. Well, I'm telling you, thank you, grandma. Carrie and I both have plenty of body fat on us. So if you're not going to, if you're going to, you ain't going to die from skipping a meal, especially a couple meals. You skip dinner tonight, you skip breakfast tomorrow morning, meal two and meal one tomorrow. It's going to be fine. I mean, let yourself just don't force food. I don't think that you should force food. Am I wrong about this? Sis? I, I completely agree. I mean, you're not, you're not going to die unless you're like a, you have a serious other uh, comorbidity that I'm not aware of. You're going to be absolutely fine. So don't, don't stress about not eating and don't stress about your kids. Do stress about not drinking. Mm-hmm. So if your kids want to suck on sugar-free popsicles, if you want to suck on sugar-free popsicles, obviously not allowed normally in our program, but to stay hydrated, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. That will keep you out of being in trouble. Dehydration is a bad deal. So yeah, I agree with you about not eating, Christy. Okay. Are you ready for the next one? Number five. Number five is just because I'm an ER nurse now. That sounds weird to say. By the way, Christy, every time somebody calls, I always say, I see you. This is Carrie. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Nope, not in the ICU. Yeah, I've done that like three times. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Anyway, um, next thing is treat the symptom. Now, I'm not giving you medical advice, so please hear me out. I'm not, but treat the symptom. So what I mean by that is don't, sometimes I find that people get sick and they go by a, because they're, they're confused. And I understand that they go by a multi, a med that does everything. So they're getting meds that absolutely have eight in there and they have eight meds and it's probably stuff that you don't necessarily need. So I like to look at my symptoms and treat those symptoms. So if you have a headache, 
Tylenol or Motrin or Aleve or a little bit of aspirin. You know, you want to check with your doctor if you're confused. If you have, if you have a stuffy nose, you're going to want to get the stuffy nose, but you don't necessarily need the anti-cough, the anti-stuffy, the anti-fever, the anti. So I think some people get a little bit. Uh, they get excited and they just take everything. If you have, or if you're having really thick secretions, you need guafenicin to thin them out so you can cough them up. So I have always been a mom and maybe it's because I'm a nurse, Christy, but I will ask my kids, what's the symptom? So instead of giving you a $12 for 10 pills, NyQuil nighttime, like let's deal with the actual symptom. I love that. And that goes along with, please treat your fevers. The number of people we see in the emergency room that have high fevers, I don't understand why they will not take medicine for that or take, give it to their kids. I don't know if they want their kids to come in with a fever so they can prove that their kids are sick or they can prove, see, my fever is 102 and a half, like I'm really sick. But please, you will feel so much better if you will, of course, check with your doctor if you're concerned. Make sure that you don't have kidney or liver problems. Uh, you know, you have to take all those things into consideration. But I think you're going to feel better if you treat your fevers. I, I've never understood that. Like people have headaches. What? Take something for it, for heaven's sakes. I've never understood that. <laughs> well, I know that I have you to ask, but um, I don't I don't know people that they, we all have a smart. Almost all of us have a smartphone and we can Google the, the question. But then again, now you're talking about dark, Dr. Google and the healthcare industry makes so much fun of Dr. Google. But should I Google how much, you know, how much uh, aspirin do I give my baby or not aspirin? I don't think you want to give them aspirin. See, now there you go. I would have killed my kid okay. right there. No, you wouldn't have. They get, uh, aspirin and children can cause something called rise syndrome, rise syndrome. We actually went to high school with someone who had rise syndrome and almost died. Do you know who oh. it is? Hmm. What are the symptoms? What, what are the, do Jimmy I Bonner. Do you remember Jenny Bonner oh, in high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. got a rise syndrome when she was a kid. Oh. Um, I, I'll never, I'll, I'll never forget that. But yeah, don't give kids aspirin. But yeah, Christy, there are charts. You can Google uh, Tylenol and Motrin charts, and it'll tell you exactly. People, the most common thing that happens in the emergency room, one of the most common things is that people come in and they've underdosed their child for a fever, and so they think that they don't, they have a fever that's not going to go away. So what we do is give them the appropriate dose. The fever goes down, they go home. So you can save yourself some money by. Uh, uh, a dosing dosing if kids fevers get too high they can have seizures so please watch that and people generally again not medical advice but generally a thousand milligrams of tylenol one gram of tylenol uh every four to six hours and you can rotate that with motrin motrin generally six to eight hundred milligrams for anybody again you're going to want to watch out for liver and kidney problems um and take it with a little tiny bit of food you don't need a meal you don't need a meal you don't need to order pizza because you got to take a Motrin. Oh, my gosh. Christy. Well, Terry, I'm looking here at a bill, and it says at the top, this is a bill. This is from uh, from St. Luke's. This is my um, the part that my insurance did not cover. And I had cut my thumb here a few months ago over the summer, uh, cut my thumb, sliced my thumb, cleared out of the bone, and I had to go into the uh, urgent care of the ER to get stitches. It's amazing to me. I got one, two, three, three pages. It's amazing to me what they charge me for. So for the love of Pete, I mean, maybe you're on Medicaid or something and this is all covered or maybe you don't, I don't know. But for me, I can see firsthand how expensive just a, a small thing was that you could have taken at home. So yeah, that yeah. that would be great if you can figure it out and you feel confident that you can take something at home and, 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 uh, save yourself a little bit of uh, like, you know, they're just so expensive for just an ask, just yeah. a, a Tylenol. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's gotten crazy. So three last things. Um, and we'll talk about them. Number one is get your sleep. Number yes. two is. Oh, wait a minute. It just left me. Number two. Okay. And number three is if you're worried, go in. So number one is you've got to sleep. If your body is sending you clear signals to sleep, stop being a martyr, go lay down. Don't try to get that last load of laundry done. Don't try to bake. Don't try. Just go. You need to sleep. If your body is sending you signals to sleep, go sleep. I've never understood why people do this. Evan, I've done it too. Well, I feel really crappy. And then you're like, okay, but I'm just going to watch, I'm going to binge watch Gilmore Girls. I don't even know who watches that anymore, but I'm just (laughs) saying like, stop, go to sleep. And if you are confused about sleep uh, at the time of this recording, Christy and I have a sleep workshop coming up, (laughs) but it may not be when you listen to this, but um, all that to say is that we can help you sleep. But if your body is sending you signals to rest, you need to rest. Please do not do not let yourself get too exhausted. Well, maybe, I don't know if you thought of number two, but I'm going to tell you that number two, I'm just going to say, I'm going to throw this in there, honorable mention, just from a non-medical professional. Don't run yourself down with exercise if you're sick. I mean, yeah. even I, like, again, you're trying to be a hero. You're trying to be like, I got to get it. I got to get to the gym. If you're sick, you're putting stress on an already stressed out body. Exercise is stress. Now I'm talking about walking. Like you want to walk your dog out to the patch of grass to go potty and come back. That's one thing. But to go out and purposely go and run three miles or to go out and purposely go lift legs or to go purposely do the stair stair climber for, for 45 minutes. What do you, what, what the heck are you proving? Not only are you spreading your contagious germs, but you are running down a body that's already compromised. And I think that even I don't pull that bull crap for crying out loud. Well, Christy, you've always said to me, I'm going to look something up on in the code red network real quick. Cause I want to make sure I got this right. Um, you've always said to me, Christy, listen to your body. If your body is sending you clear signals, not to exercise, then you need to not, you know, do that. And I love that about, I well, love you have, that you've always said that to me. Because you have, um, you've done that yourself. You, there have been times where you're coming off a night shift or, um, or you were up all night with a sick dog. And then you're like, I got to get to the gym. And I'm like, man, Uh, I don't think you should, because that is like, I'll tell you when I was a personal trainer and I had six, five and 6am clients and they came in, if they did, if they were, if they had a bad night's sleep, I would not have them do an overhead, an overhead snatch, any kind of a press overhead exercise where they're holding things above their head or they were jumping up on a box, things that were, uh, would easily get them hurt if they missed a step or if they slipped a little bit, or I'd watch them really, really, really closely. I'd stay close by, keep my hand on them at all times if I felt that they were compromised. So it's just not good to run your body down further. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. That's super smart. I I thought of it. Have established care with somebody. Uh, The Mm -hmm. ER is not appropriate for primary care. So if you have a lot of issues, it's great to have a physician that you feel you can trust, that you can call up and be, hey, like we're sick and they can call you in something or you can get in and see them. And last but not least, Christy, last but not least, if you're worried, go in. Even though I talk about all this medication and the bag of fluids and all that, if you are having trouble breathing, if your child's fever will not come down, if you are just concerned. I'd rather have you be seen than not seen. Uh, But remember, there's not a lot we can do uh, to give you for COVID, for the flu, you know, but you may have something else. You may have some of their other underlying infection 
that the doctor is going to give you a medication for. So that's super important that you are seen if you're concerned. Just be like, Carrie, we've let it go. Don't get to the point where you're in trouble and we're having to call the ambulance. But there are things you can do at home to stay on track and to keep yourself healthy. And Christy is right. If you think that you touched it, wash your hands. If you might have, might have touched it, wash your hands. If you feel some goo and you know it's not from you, <laughs> please take some time to wash your hands. Wash your hands. Please wash your hands. Wash your hands. It will stop the spread. Um, but you still may get sick anyway because, you know, anytime you touch a door handle, anything. So you can stay on track. You don't have to come out of this. Uh, up 10 pounds. No, you do not. You can do things to be smart during this cold flu RSV and COVID season that we have going on right now. We have people that, that, that do gain weight when they're sick and they're like, uh, and they're like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Um, here's the problem. The problem is they, they are not sleeping right off the bat. They're not sleeping. And when you don't sleep, you make poor choices. You have the tendency to make poor choices. And so then they're sleep deprived and they, they had a cake pop and a caramel macchiato from Starbucks and they, and that's all they had all day. And then they wonder why their weight's up and they're like, well, ain't no big deal. I mean, that's just all I had all day, but it's not. So it's, it's just a, it's a mess when you don't sleep and you make poor choices. And so people, even the people that, uh, that think that they didn't do anything that wrong and they guys, I mean, when you're sick, you've really got to, the sleep in the water. You've got to nail those for sure. And there's just no reason why you should have the saltine crackers. There's no reason why you should have any of that fake processed chemically crap food. It's not going to do your health any better. Even if that's the only thing you eat that day, if you're going to, your weight's going to be up because you just continue to make poor choices, starting with poor sleep, then poor hydration. And then you made poor food choices. And then it led to other things. It's just a cascade of problems. And then you wonder, you think, um, uh, my weight is up because I'm sick. No, your weight is up, Karen, because you made poor choices. So mm, I call BS on that. I hundred percent agree with you. But yeah, again, you guys, you can really do this and yes. it doesn't take much. And if you go into the Code Red Network, we'd love to see you all there. And you go into the search function and type the word sick. You can see the article that I wrote discussing these things that we've discussed today. Carrie, I had a client years ago. Her name was Kimbra. Oh, Kimbra Hill. I'm saying her full name. I don't care. I don't think she listens, but I don't think she'd care anyway. She's got an incredible sense of humor. And I was like, I was on her case one time and I... And I was like, God dang it, Kimbra, you know, she wasn't at goal weight. And she said, Christy, I am one good flu away from my goal, my goal weight. <laughs> I am one good flu. One away good from my food goal poisoning weight. away. That's, That's all it right. is. That's <laughs> just give me, give me four days and I'll be there, Christy. And I was like, Kimbra, we'll say that, you know, it was always Terrible. so funny. <laughs> Well, we, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, how to stay on track when you're sick. It is a question we get asked every single day, and we have it in the knowledge base. We have our customer service team standing by. If you need to fill out a ticket and contact us, we will get you on track in the network. If you are in Code Red Ringside, which are the best seats in the house, if you have a membership to Ringside, you have the ability to post in there. We can help you get through anything that you need, guys. So don't suffer in silence. Don't suffer alone. We're here for you. We love you. And we will see you all on the next episode. Have a good one. Hey, I'm Christy Code Red. And thank you for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you want to stay connected to other rebels like you, join us in our private network. Our Code Red app is a one-stop shop, free from ads, 
algorithms, and censorship, and a place where you can see, listen, and watch everything Code Red. You'll be encouraged, motivated, and fired up to stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Get recipe ideas, tips, tricks, and help from coaches, mentors, and other rebels. You can also purchase products, programs, and coaching all right there in one place. And if you have any trouble navigating the app, we're right there to help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP to join for free. And I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.